We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. And welcome in, everybody. It is Thursday morning, the 16th. We're halfway through March, and that means we're, gosh, I guess halfway through the offseason. I don't I don't know. We're three agencies are pretty much already come and gone, right? But uh, time for Broncos for Breakfast. I'm Nick Kendall, joined by Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are things in Atlanta? Has it started to warm up there a little bit yet? Uh, I think it'll warm up to rain and then it'll get cold again. So okay. it's uh, it was in March. The, it's in the chop down into the twenties again. I mean that's that's chilly considering you know eighty five degrees, eighty seven degrees a couple of weeks ago. So um, it's definitely heating up on the free agency market. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Might have cooled off a little bit towards the end of the week, but we got off to such a fast start. Now we can kick back and look at some of the other moves that are going to be made and. You know, we, we've we've talked a lot about Sutton and Judy maybe moving before the draft, but they, there's still smoke there, right? So yeah. we're going to talk about it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It just keeps coming round and round again. Before it was like, oh, maybe this last coaching staff wasn't such a fan of Jerry Judy and uh, but the, this front office. They love Cortland Sutton. Well, now Cortland Sutton's been lo- rumored a lot to move and Jerry Judy. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's interesting and it won't go away. Uh, just like we won't achy dragon coming in saying, make it happen, Broncos. Aki's pro trade. Uh, so I feel like that's pretty, you're kind of standing alone there, Aki. I'm not pro or against, uh, but I feel like most people, you know, melt down a little bit talking about uh, trading Jerry Judy specifically. But uh, we'll, we'll get into the merits of it and why it would make some sense. Mike Gibbons in here. Good morning, Nick Scott and Broncos country. Uh, you got Jeremy Sean coming in saying, morning, boys. Morning to you, Jeremy. Saying the wide receiver talk is a little weird if you ask me. If Cortland and Jerry stay, they will be out to prove something. Yeah, that's, I think you're certainly correct in that. Kevin Gray, morning, everyone. Nick and Scott, really happy about free agency. Finally, someone fixing the core. Uh, Hard not to be hyped. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. Jesse Hillborn, good morning. Good to see you. 42 days until the draft. 43 for the Broncos. Yeah, you're right, Jesse. Mark Hoynack, good morning, Broncos country. In his opinion, Jerry Judy would be the stupid, trading Jerry Judy would be the stupidest move ever. Well, we're coming out ever, but I I think it would be a stupidest move. It'd be, it'd be, I wouldn't agree with it. Again, it depends on what you get back. You know, um, you know, one of our our chiefs fans came in and was like a top 40 pick for Judy. L O L M L. I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's like, well, then he's not for sale. You know, pretty simple. That's, that's what we want. If you think that's laughable, don't, don't trade it to us. That's fine. It's yeah. I see that in soccer all the time. You know, mm-hmm. because you you actually buy players, so you put them, a, you buy out their contracts. So you see a monetary value on their contract, and they say, 
West Ham wants $50 million for that guy. That's ridiculous. Are they insane? No, they, they don't want to sell him. It's, it's pretty easy. It's not that hard to figure out. Yeah. Uh, West Ham just started Ted Lasso season three last night. So we're, we're anti West Ham. I'm kind of probably going to let that go a little bit. So I haven't yet. So no, okay. no talk. <laughs> no Ted Lasso. I guess I'm, it's probably one of those. I, I hadn't done that since really Game of Thrones. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch it live because everybody talks about it. So I, I can't like, I like to like, you know, let a couple episodes build up and then watch a month. Yeah. Um, but probably can't, probably can't do that with this one. There's enough too people much of talk a... about it that I'll miss out. <laughs> too much of a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, RJ coming in here, 499 Super, kicking us off on the YouTube side of things today. Thank you so much, RJ. Saying morning, y'all. Good morning to you. Uh, he says, I know there's been a lot of talk about signing Chauncey Gardner Johnson Jr., uh, but I think it'd be more beneficial to sign a good edge like Zedarius or a cornerback. It depends on what the the contract is. Maybe the Broncos don't have the money to sign a good edge or cornerback, uh, but I I think I agree with you. I also, the interesting thing here is uh, James Palmer was on Good Morning Football a couple days ago, and they asked him like two players on the Broncos that you expect to like really burst onto the scene next year. And he listed Caden Stearns as one of those two players, talking about how much like Vance Joseph and this defensive staff are just over the moon excited to work with Caden Stearns. Well, you go out there and you pay Chauncey Gardner Johnson Jr. big money. That doesn't really say that to me. So unless you're thinking he's going to be moving to more of a full-time slot uh, kind of position that he was more with the, the, uh, the Saints. So... I don't know. I mean, Broncos need good players on the defensive side of the ball. You need depth. You need versatility. Chauncey Gardner Johnson would help, but I don't disagree with you. Edge and cornerback would also be good avenues to, uh, to go after. Yeah. If you're, if you're talking about where does this team, again, all things being equal, you know, and it might not be that way, different values for positions. I might be able to get a better player in the secondary for less money than I could an edge. And I'm going to go with the better player if I can. Um, instead of just filling a need, I'll go with a jag at, at edge if I can get a really good player in the back instead of a you know overspent. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That. Um, but on the whole, I, I agree with you. You look at this this Broncos team. You're like, okay, where were they hurt more in the front seven or the or the secondary? You know, the front six, however you want to say it, the front five or the back seven? Which hurt? Some might argue linebacker. Honestly, that you know that the the the, 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 the <laughs> athleticism at the linebacker position may have hurt more than any of those. But, uh, you know, safety doesn't overly scare me. Even, you know, you see Kareem Jackson was was okay. Uh, he wasn't a plus guy. He's played $2 million last year. You, you got what you paid for. You probably got more than you paid for there. Um, you can never have enough corners. We, we talk about that all the time. You can never have enough pass rush. Talk about that all the time. So I'd agree with you. But if, if you've got a chance to bring in a, a difference maker uh, at a bargain price, you don't pass that up either. Yeah. And again, it's kind of weird. Chauncey Gardner Johnson uh, Jr. for the Saints played more of a dime slot kind of position where he'd come down and play that second level of the defense a lot. And then last year with the Eagles, he played mostly uh, deep safety positions. So where where his uh, role would be in this Vance Joseph defense, maybe could change things. Maybe you're thinking about playing three safeties a lot. What does that mean with Kawan Williams? What does it mean with Demari Mathis? I don't know. Uh, we'll be interesting to follow that. But uh, the Broncos do seem to be linked to Chauncey Gardner Johnson Jr. and uh, looking to bring in some secondary secondary players. Speaking of secondary, though, I'd keep an eye right now with where the Broncos are at in the third round and how they've attacked free agency. You can go any which way. And I think cornerback, based on the names that I've heard the, Bron uh, the Broncos have been talking with, based on some connections from covering the Combine for a number of years, cornerback's a position they're doing a lot of work on uh, right now for the guys that are in that range. So keep an eye out for that. Michael Ronquillo. Always keeping an eye out for us. That's for sure, yeah. Mike. Thank you, yeah. sir. Big time. Good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and buck them. 
Buck you too, Michael. We appreciate you coming in. <laughs> it's always a good time. Uh, we also got our guy Colton e- Ensley coming in with the angry looking Jesus there <laughs> in the picture saying, let's go. Finally able to see it live again. Love the whole MHH crew, but especially Nick and Scott. Well, thank you, Colton. That's really nice of you to say. Um, we appreciate that. And we're glad that you could uh, join us today. Mark Hoynak, Broncos will be a formidable opponent once again. So far, all positives of need and also identity pieces. I mean, this is something you just keep coming back to it. They're signing tough players, uh, Grinders got kind of almost like, you know, not just good players, but players that all fit a mashing identity, especially on the offensive side. I mean, you bring in Ben Powers, you bring in uh, Mike McGlinchey, you bring in uh, man, man, man hurts. hurts. <laughs> you bring in the, the fullback whose name's escaping me right now. Michael uh, Burton, you, Michael Burton. You bring six in four, a six foot, 245 pounds of eight year fullback. The, if you can make it in the league as a fullback for that long, you're just built different. I mean, <laughs> You're just, you just are. Those guys are freight trains. Yep. And then even on the defensive side of the ball, physicality, uh, Zach Allen, a physical young player, uh, Alex Singleton, seems like they're really bringing in a lot of people who are, you know, like t- definitely the n- mean business folks. And we keep hearing Sean Payton, like, oh, last year Broncos, con- Broncos got to enjoy, you know, a really easy training camp and off season. And Sean Payton, he's going to grind. Yeah, it was soft. And now Sean Payton's going to come in and it's going to be, you know, that, 80s 90s kind of training camp bill parcel style where it's going to be physical and demanding and long and tough within the parameters of the uh, what the uh, nflpa allows them to do but i I said you know last year i used the word soft and someone came in you wouldn't say that to his face i'm like i didn't say it to so i didn't say it about anybody specific i I said this team was soft and i would say that to someone if i came up dalton reisner i said he asked me what do you what do you think about our team last year i said i thought you guys look soft he'd say we were He'd agree. They would agree. You know, I wouldn't say Dalton Reisner, you are soft. I'm not stupid, <laughs> but I might say the Royal, we, you know, that's yeah. the team. I, I said it for two years. The team got bullied in the trenches. So what are you doing? You're bringing in some bullies. Thank you. Yeah. Some physical players. We'll see if they work out. Um, you never know until hindsight. There's a tweet that I absolutely love that says like uh, it's reaping and sowing and like the reaping stage. Yes. F yes. Let's go. And then the sowing. Ah, crap this sucks f like so right now the broncos are in the reaping stage of free agency we'll see a couple years from now if they enter the sowing if some of these deals don't this work is, out you know, the, the, the draft and free agency this is the hopeful phase i talk about yeah. it all the time about i mean one of my favorite movies and the theme around it is hope was um shawshank redemption my daughter's middle name is hope um you know i was a big greek mythology buff the only fate that did not escape pandora's box was hope it's what drives us all every day this is the time for that. You know, if you if you don't have any hope for this team, you're miserable. Well, don't be miserable. Have some hope. This is a good time. This is the fun time. Yeah. When you're when you're when you're like this, when you're sitting back and watching and your team's not doing anything, then you're like, Meh. you know, even if you're coming off a playoff season, like our team's pretty good, but everybody else is making all these moves. That FOMO starts kicking in. Yeah, for sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility 
at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I'm, I think after... The whole Russell Wilson trade, I'm guarded as all get out uh, before, you know, I want to see what the product looks like uh, before getting too hyped about it. But there's no doubt the Broncos have a vision and a type of player and a type of uh, identity they're trying to build. And that's something I mean, we talked about it for since we've done this show, Scott, what is the identity of this team? Who are they trying to be? Every single free agency moved. I mean, everybody's pulling in the same direction now. And that seems you have an alignment between the coaching staff, the front office, a vision. And uh, that's that's a good thing for this team. Diamond Rattler saying, boom, let's go. Albert Knoppers, good morning to you. Good to see you. Uh, we got Dr. Van Nostrand saying, I hope they keep Jerry for the long haul. We'll see. His name keeps coming up. And our guy Rob Buxbaum coming in saying, morning, gentlemen. With all the activity we lost in our comp pick from Draymond, is it August yet? Broncos for breakfast. Once they signed McGlinchey, it was over. And I think mm-hmm. like three of the top 10 comp picks that are going to be divvied out in 2024 are picks that the Broncos signed. Now, granted, maybe that's changed since then because like Orlando Brown, and whatever that one probably was canceled out by Jawan uh, Taylor's signing. So I don't, I don't know, but I know that like uh, I think McGlinchey is going to send San Francisco a third round pick and two fourth round picks going out. One to the Cardinals for Zach Allen, one to the Ravens for Ravens Ben Powers. Powers, yep. So Broncos did not play the comp pick game, and they went uh, the let's go get good players game. Yes, I prefer With- the latter. The comp game is really good when you are in a position where you have too many good players that you let go of those B uh, tier players, and because you can't sign them because you're already signing your A tier guys. That's just kind of the rich getting richer because what I can take that whole sentence and squeeze it down. You're in a good position when you've got too many good players. End. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's your problem, we've got too many good players. You are in a good position. And I, I was so profound that I froze Nick. So uh, let's get down to Doug Raquel here. Coming in with some stars. Says, good morning from Albuquerque. Don't you think we are better off now than if we had Rodgers and Hackett? Maybe. You don't know. Um, you don't know. That would be interesting. You know, the, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, they would have worked together a lot better. That's a great question, Doug, coming in with some stars. Um, I think they would have worked together a lot better for sure. I think the defense was okay. The offense would have been better. That, I mean, again, you couldn't have been any worse, but the fact that Rogers and Hackett had some trust in one another and, you know, had worked together in the past, that whole dynamic would have been better for everybody. So I'm not willing to say you're in a better position because you're coming off a five win season and I, I think you probably could have been a playoff team last year with Rodgers at quarterback and a different dynamic and a different power structure there, you know, unless he comes in and takes over. But again, I just feel like one Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. I don't think that's a a big statement there. Um, And two, they, they, the dynamic of everybody would have worked together. The stuff you practice is the stuff you actually try and take to the field. 
So I don't know. I think that's a great question, though. We'll never know. We'll never find out. Would have been interesting. But um, I think, you know, my number one choice for turning this team around all winter has been Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he was the best available coach. And you got him. You've got plenty of money to spend. You've got a good core of talent that's not too far removed from saying we're a quarterback away. Okay, Russ wasn't good last year. Nobody was. Can you get Russ back to being a plus quarterback in this league? Then let's go to work. Yeah. Sliding doors, right? Like what, what if the Broncos didn't trade up and get Paxton Lynch and instead they couldn't get up and Dallas takes him and the Broncos end up taking Chris Jones and Dak Prescott, that draft class, or let's say the Broncos miss out. are fun. I mean, they're, I know, they're fun. Right. You won't ever get a coach to answer that. No. But, you know, I, I think they're fun. That's why we're here is to have yeah. those discussions. And yep. I, Doug, I think that's a great question. I appreciate you. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll never know. Um, would Aaron Rodgers be still a Shaley? Is he still a Shaley Woodley? I don't know. I'm I'm really tired of Aaron Rodgers. A, a, sh a, a shaved Woolly? What'd you call him? I Shailene Shailene Woodley isn't that her name? I don't the, know uh, what that is. I don't I don't I don't pay attention to that stuff. Okay. That off the field drama, I just don't care. She, she's I an pay actress. attention to none of it. <laughs> Well, it's uh, I have family and friends who are Packer fans, and uh, you kind of see that. It's also, I think, looked up Aaron Rodgers so much last year that now the algorithm thinks that I want to know everything about him. <laughs> so uh, so <laughs> maybe I need to mute it. Uh, Greg Smith, not not, but I still appreciate the stars in the question. That's fine on here. Greg Smith, good morning, Broncos for breakfast. Good to see you, Greg. Coming back with the emojis. Thank you, Greg. You were slipping there. I, I think you uh, you need to step up your game just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And doesn't need to step it up. Ozzy Wombat coming in from across the world. Hi from Perth, Western Australia. Tomorrow there? Yes, probably. <laughs> but uh, it seems to me, Sutton, you, if you got a fourth for him, you might be lucky. But JJ is not worth less than a first rounder or two seconds. Yeah, man, I don't know if I'd trade Sutton without a top 75 pick personally. But I know that the Broncos seem pretty eager to move him. So we'll see. Can You can move some cap from him. You get a bunch more young cost control players that can help out the, the belly of your roster, your special teams, you know, some of that blood in there. But like, Went through it uh, yesterday, Scott. You probably saw it on Twitter. The Broncos get a bunch of day three picks for Cortland Sutton. Well, well, how have we done in the fifth round? If you look at the players with those picks, you know, a bunch of oh, four, four, fourth and fifth round picks, that sounds great. But then you look at the players. I mean, the only one that's really been a good pick so far for the last two seasons, and it's still early. Obviously, got to add that caveat, but you have Caden Stearns. Good pick. That's a good fifth round pick, even though he's missed half the games in his say, NFL he career. He hasn't done a whole lot. No, but for fifth round, there's been flashes. There's hope for him. Jamar Johnson, gone. Uh, last year, the Broncos took DeLaren Turner Yell. One pick before Tariq Woolen. God damn, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> one pick before <laughs> Tariq Woolen. have a GD in a while. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's not get us in too much trouble here. Yeah, that one that one uh, hurts. But uh, DeLaren Turner Yell. Montreal Washington, who the Broncos signed a special teamers yesterday. Looks like it's going to replace them already. And then Luke Wattenberg, who was probably the worst offensive lineman the Broncos fielded last season. So, like, trading Cortland Sutton for a bunch of picks, I guess it's more just – Lottery tickets and young players, but uh, so far the fifth round returns have been pretty poor. Most teams don't hit on fifth round picks, but you've had options there and they haven't hit them. Yeah, I would. Um, I would look. You know, one of the other teams that we cover, the Atlanta Falcons, and say, how about uh, Tyler Algier in the fifth? Yeah. And how about uh, Taquan Graham in the fifth? Yeah. And if you're going to go special teams, Avery Williams in the fifth. You know, so that was those were. Three nice players. One they think they've and he started thirty games as Ade Ogundeji, um, yeah. is another fifth round pick. Uh, those guys are forced into play because the team was so bad, mm -hmm. um, but they turn out to be some some pretty good players. So you can 
But going back to that from and those were big stars, by the way, from um, from um, from Daniel. We haven't shown Daniel yet. We will show no. Daniel. Um, but the question that was Aussie Wombat, yes, coming in, um, talking about fourth round pick. If you're only getting a fourth round pick for Cortland Sutton, it's because of the contract, mm-hmm. you know, because he's 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 getting paid a lot of money. He's got a fourteen million dollar base. Normally, when you see the total compensation, it's it's a low base along with your salary with your uh, signing bonus. He's got a high base. It's a $14 million base. You can get past this season. I really think you hold on to him for one more year. You get more in return from a draft because his contract is better. One. And two, you get more relief from his contract because you've used him for a year and you've eaten away some of that signing bonus, some of that dead cap money. So I said it last night. I'll say it again. And then we'll say hey to Gary, Nick. If you trade Cortland Sutton this year, it's because Cortland Sutton and the Denver Broncos are not seeing eye to eye. It, it's not to do with financials and his play as opposed to one of them or both of them wants a change. I'm convinced of that, Nick. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The one thing that would be going against it is you would lose years of control that somebody could argue that makes him less valuable, but the cap hit drops. So maybe that's a negligible or you're going to resign him anyway. You know, if you're going to make a trade for him, you're probably going to resign him, you know, years of control. I don't care about his years for control when he's at 14 million, you know, he's expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I, I, I'd be more interested in the player and the player is worth more than a fourth round pick much more. Yeah, without a doubt. Gary Palmer, 999, saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Just wanted to say thank you for slaying, laying down some knowledge. Well, I can't speak to that myself, but we appreciate that you think that, Gary. I'm <laughs> I'm better fan for it. Uh, go Broncos, MHH for life, and hashtag Buckham. Buck yeah, you too. Thank you for Always the support, that. Gary. Yeah, that's... Hope you're uh, staying warm. Yeah, I hope you're doing well, Gary. We always really do appreciate you. Daniel Swarford coming These in. These were the Daniel. big stars from Daniel, so thank oh, yeah. you. Saw him coming. I, uh, I, I, I prematurely starred there, so... Thank you, Daniel. You did what? No, um, he's <laughs> concerned about the defensive line. Would bringing back Shelby Harris be the best move at this point? I'd have to go through some of the uh, defensive linemen available. I mean, Shelby Harris is out there. I know Matt Ioannidis is also out there. He had a really good season uh, for the uh, Panthers last season. There's some good, you know, cheap, cheapish veterans out there. Uh, congrats also to Sean Williams signing a contract with the Carolina Panthers. A good deal for him. Okay, that's official. Okay, I hadn't seen that one. Saw that came out yesterday. At least I believe somebody in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but I definitely saw that uh, come through. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. But uh, yeah, the Broncos, I think they could definitely use some more defensive line. I would like somebody that comes in that's a veteran contract that you can move on from easily. 
if one of Matt Hennington or Owazarike step up. Uh, it's one of those things. Because you have those two draft picks last season and typically defensive linemen, especially day three defensive linemen, if they are going to hit, it's going to take a couple of seasons. Maybe one of those guys takes a big step next year. So I'd like to have a little bit of flexibility with that next interior defensive lineman, unless you can get a good player on a good deal. And bringing Shelby Harris back for, you know, two to four million over two years. And I don't know if that's disrespectful. And I'm just saying that's kind of the ballpark that I'm looking for right. uh, to, to pay um, would be a good move. Yeah, it's funny. Spot rack has. I'm like, where is Owazarike? He's listed as a defensive end, which could be true. Two, three, four. Um, but he's, he's an interior defensive line and a three, four defensive end. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on this one, Daniel, you know, it's, it's, we've, we've talked about it a lot and I don't think that Mike Purcell is all that expensive, you know, three and a half, four million, I think is about right for him, um, for having a, he's almost like a specialist, right? You know, I mean, for what he does, I need a run stuffer again, show up and, and be strong in the middle. That's like a specialist. How much are you willing to pay a specialist? Ask your punter, ask your kicker. You know, I, I two years ago, there was some talk about, you know, Mike Purcell this, Mike Purcell that. I'm like, he's making less than your punter and your kicker. What are you expecting? I mean, this is this is a nose guard in there. You're you're getting value there. And I still think you are getting value there, even at four million. But yes, Daniel, I agree with you. Interior DL is someplace you want to uh want to beef up a little bit. We've seen we've seen the Broncos when someone pins their ears back and says, We're gonna run it right at you they have trouble stopping them. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, right now you have Mike Purcell, you have DJ Jones and you have Zach Allen question mark an inside outside kind of player was uh, somebody earlier asked about adding edge rusher to the team. Sure. That that'd be great. You have an inside outside player. I feel better about the bevy of options, not like superstars in my opinion, but the bevy of options that you have at edge in the depth uh, department compared to the, that you have on the interior defensive line right now, just because we don't know enough. Uh, about Dewazarike and Matt Henningsen. Uh, so bringing in another interior defensive lineman, somebody who can either uh, be like a five technique, reducing down to a three technique type rather than, you know, a zero one or a one to three, kind of like a DJ Jones. Sorry, I'm throwing around a bunch of numbers to you guys. It's like a, that, that friends episode Scott likes to reference. I'm talking about the techniques. So if you guys are curious, hit me up on Twitter. I can send you a graphic of uh, the alignments of defensive linemen. That would make some more sense. But somebody who's maybe, you know, a two, 90 to 310 pounder uh, who can play that 3-4 defensive end or kick in and be a 3 technique in 4-3 is a position that I think this team could still use uh, to supplement the defensive line and make it so that Zach Allen isn't your pure 4-eye 3 technique if you want to go different uh, heavier packages out there. Mandingo no. Dan. Go ahead, Scott. No, I, I agree with you. I want to see Allen, if if he's inside, it's for pass rush. It's, it's third and long. Otherwise, I want to see him outside. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you on Zach Allen on that one. I, I, I would again pass rush from the inside is good, but I don't want to see him eating up double team and blocks all the time. That's not you can you don't need to spend that money on him for that. Um, and coming in from Ecuador, Mandango Dan, greetings from Ecuador. I think that's cool. Um, again, as uh, as the MHH family likes to say, proving once again that Broncos country is not a geographic location but a state of being. So Chase Wellner coming in blue. Says, do you expect a later free agency wave addition to the interior defensive line? Maybe, you know, it's hard to expect something like that. You know, was, this guy's going to get cut and then the Broncos just sign him. That's a lot that has to happen. But we say all the time, the, the salary cap moves aren't just in March. They're in August. They're in September. 
So, you know, keep an eye on the waiver wires as teams start cutting down. And you can get good players on the interior line later on for under $2 million. You can. As you start flushing out your roster, you're filling some of those big gaping holes. Now let's get some depth. You know, there's there's not a ton of holes on this team. And we've preached before that the the, the biggest ones are relatively cheap unless you go spend, you know, $12 million on a guard. <laughs> Which yeah. is fine if he's if he's a twelve million dollar guard and he plays like it, great. Yeah. Um. But right now, the biggest hole on this team for me right now, Nick, is right in the middle. Center. Center. Yeah. Right in the middle. Those are cheap. Relatively speaking, those are cheap. Yeah. And if center, you can find them, they might be. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where supply and demand. There's not a ton of demand for them, but there's not a bunch of good ones either. But yeah. again, because the bar has been set so low, you should be able to improve at center next year, even if it's Lloyd Cushenberry making improvements based on scheme, coaching, and experience. The center position should be better next year. Mark Schrader is always coming in strong for us. Thank you, Mark. Hope you were doing well in Tyler, Texas. Yes, uh, Tyler, he usually gets the weather just about a day before I do, Nick. So how is it okay. over there? How's my how's my weather, man? Yeah, that's... Uh... That's a good one. Um, and language, Nick. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to prove the point of how upsetting <laughs> it is the Broncos didn't take Tariq Woolen right there. Um, sorry, <laughs> but uh, that one's just—it's frustrating. Uh, but uh, but when did you get um, Mathis? He was uh, like one of the first fourth round picks. Okay, so a little earlier, but still good, good value. Oh, that's that's probably one of their best value picks. Yeah, they've that's good taken. value. You're not gonna, yeah. you can't ace them all. No, usually, you know, but that one was, yes, a, I, I know a, a four, three, six, three guy with long arms and production. What are we doing? How the hell do you fall to the fifth? Yeah. Um, uh, good morning from sting guy. Uh, Nick just wanted to, you to slip up one time with a buckum. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good one. That's a, maybe we should do shirts on here. Buck you too. Um, but, uh, Getting into this a little bit more. You talked about the center position. I think that we're talking about edge. We're talking about defensive line. Even the depth of the offensive line, I all have questions about right now. And for those positions, I honestly think you could wait until, like you were talking about earlier, after the draft. You could probably even wait um, for some of those spots if you felt not great about the depth until after teams cut go down from 90 to 53. There's going to be, those are positions where you can just add bodies at any point in the season. The scheme is not going to be overly complex. And you're going to be able to, to add there um and hopefully there is high on quick scott it is yeah you're freezing up just a little bit but again you know when you go from 95 to 53 you're talking about there's part of those it's not really going to because part of that 95 is practice squad guys you know so you're really going yeah. from 95 to 70 you know i'm rounding here um because you're going to resign most most teams resign their own practice squad guys they keep them as part of the 16 so yeah. you're really going from 95 to 70 but still 25 times 30 what's that 700 am i doing that math right um somewhere in that neighborhood 750 325 would be 70 750 750 players become nfl players become available on cut down day so you know you don't you want to give yourself some options and that's where it's nice and the broncos have always had that little bit of flexibility with that available cap room in order to do things um after cut down day you know talk to talk to somebody about Maybe we make a late round trade for a cap guy. You're going to wave him. We need a right tackle. That's one of the things I've been critical of George Payton about, except the big ones, the big moves, um, you know, in hindsight. 
was the not doing more for the right tackle position the last two years. Well, in year three, you made up for it. And, and, and do you overpay because you didn't address it earlier? That's one of the hazards of kicking the can down the road, kind of like the salary cap. You know, we, mm-hmm. we give a big signing bonus. We extend a guy's contract. We restructure. We move that cap number down. Well, it's kind of the same thing if you ignore a position. Instead of investing early when you've got to buy late, I didn't get the bargain shot. I waited till Christmas Eve, and now I'm paying twice as much money. So, you know, you've you've had to pay for it. Then you maybe had to overpay, but it's been done. Guard, yeah. right tackle. Now, one more. Get the guy in the middle. Get that center. And the point I was going to make before uh, my internet dropped for one second, guys, this should be the last episode with this computer. Uh, if Chad I wouldn't is to say be, that. Maybe. I would expect it to be here on Sunday, Nick. Uh, I mean, should be here Saturday. That's what. Uh, that's oh, okay, what, good. That's what it sounds like. But um, I digress. The point I was going to make is edge rusher, even some of like the tackle depth, tight end, running back, uh, defensive tackle. Those are ones that I think you can probably patch some bottom end of the roster guys uh, after teams go from ninety to fifty three. At least one of those spots. I don't know if I want that at center, Scott. I think you need to have the center in there ASAP. When the team is meeting, when they're, you're getting the, the the structure down, you're getting the chemistry down, you're getting the line checks down, what are we doing as a unit? That center, I want her to be in there. So that's the one position that I hope they can figure out here soon, uh, sooner than later, because I don't think like, oh, it's we have two weeks until week one. Let's bring in our brand new starter at center. That that concerns me. I would yeah, not be about that. And I've said, um, you know, I wanted six new offensive line in as part of that 95. You've got two, but you've spent a bunch of money on them. So I'm willing to say five. Okay, let's bring in another starting caliber center early, like Nick says, so you can start working together and gel and become a a starting unit and then hit the hit the draft. And that's really early for me also. So before the summer, but make sure before OTAs and all that kind of stuff. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And then I want two developmental prospects, two guys in the draft. That would give me five new offensive linemen. Could it be done? Could you do that all in one offseason? Yes, you can. Can I then go get a you know a starting edge? Maybe not. You know that you. But the the, the what was going to help this team the most this year was offensive line, and it's being addressed. It's we're, It's nice to see. I, I like I said. It's it's nice when your team does the obvious. You know, it's, it's, there's a phrase in soccer. It's like, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to play simple. Why? I don't know. But sometimes these, these general managers and these administrators, they get in their own little bubbles and it's like, it's easy offensive line. And it's been put off to a certain extent the last couple of years. Sean Payton's coming in, working with George Payton offensive line this year, folks. Yeah. And we got Matt Henry coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott. Do you guys think they target a corner in the draft of free agency? I think they're still looking at corner for sure. I mean, right now, we'll have to play a game at some point, Scott, where like, let's say we take away one of the starters. How do we feel about the position? And right now, cornerback is one of them. If you take away, let's say not even, let's leave Sertain off the table. You drop Mathis off there. You're starting Jaquan McMillan. 
for half the season or Lord knows who opposite of Patrick Sertan. Uh Oh, I mean, that's a, that's a big uh, question in the depth of the cornerback room. So a cornerback is certainly up there for me. I think it's one that they're targeting in the draft, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out uh, for the Broncos. But cornerback is one of the positions with the most concerning depth right now, in my, my opinion on this team. So cornerback is way up there uh, for me. Uh, I agree. You can never have enough of them. And a couple things real quick after Matt, he, he followed that up by saying, good morning, love waking up to Broncos for breakfast. Well, we're glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jesse coming in here, the Titans just released Bud Dupree. What do we think of in his edge? I think every former Titan has first dibs with the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> That's what I think so far. The joke in that I've been using for the Falcons the last two years is, with some available cap money, they won't have to, to to shop off of the Titans and Bears waiver wire list what they've been doing the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bud Dupree uh, be, will be 30 years old, started 11 games last year. Let's see, 18 tackles, so it didn't look like, and, and four sacks. So maybe a part-time player if I look at, at, at snaps, but a big guy. We talk about you know that, that size on the edge. He's 6'4", 270, Nick. Um, out of Macon, Georgia. So he is a Georgia boy and a Tennessee Titan. Hmm. Let me see here. Um, pass. Let's see. Snap counts. He played, he still played 453. So he wasn't overly productive last year, 453 snaps. So we'll see again, a competent professional on the tail end of his career, maybe waning just a little bit, get him for a price. And he's a good guy to have on your roster. Yeah. And with where the Broncos are set up at the edge rusher position right now, I think that you, I could see them going into the season with the bodies they have. Maybe you draft a guy if you like one that falls, but with Randy Gregory's contract, I think it's a, he's pretty much the big investment, the onus right now. And uh, Gatorade Gaming saying, Nick, your internet saying, Bucky, it's not the internet, unfortunately. It is the computer itself. Scott and I did the uh, Taskmaster. And we watched it and it flatlined at like 100% like immediately when I was there. So going to have a better taskmaster. CPU. My, my doctor Task. here is the big tech guy. I can tell the taskmaster. <laughs> what are you playing Dungeons and Dragons, man? Come on. Whatever the hell it is, God, I don't that, know. All that's the, manager. You can look at your manager. you can look at your your CPU and your GPU, your graphics card, and look and see how hard they are being in your RAM. And you look and see how hard they are being taxed. And Nick by opening notepad hit 1000%. So (laughs) yeah. And come on, it's time for a new connection. Also, I'm like, I don't know if it's the internet because every time before it happens, I hear the fans kick on in my computer and he's like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) that sounds like it's probably something going on in your device. So, uh, computers coming. Um, thank God. But, uh, yeah, no, it's the point I was making. I don't even remember. I don't Uh, know. Edge rusher about it. Go ahead. Uh, is about edge. So I think the Broncos, I think you could go into this season probably with where you're at, at edge rusher. Uh, you have, I mean, let's talk about it. Zach Allen, Randy Gregory, Baron Browning, uh, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper. I mean, that's a pretty not talented, overly talented group. And you could obviously add another player, but I think it's really set up where they could be comfortable this season with that. You maybe add in a, a draft pick. And then next season, it's going to be a reevaluation period specifically. Then Baron Browning would only have one year of his contract left. Then you also only have one. Uh, you can move on from Randy Gregory, and also you have a first round pick back, which a lot of edge rushers are first round pick discussion. So uh, I think it's probably a position that maybe you bring in a veteran uh, for cheap one year kind of situation. But I think I see them going other directions with where this roster is set up right now. Um, Lawrence came in. 
And he's just saying, you know, he's kind of echoing what I said and then throwing a little bit more on that. And that, that when you, you have to overpay when you don't invest early, you know, I said that earlier and I agree, Lawrence, obviously I said it earlier too. Um, But then he says also, you know, you don't kind of like getting a used car. You don't know all the kinks in it just yet. I don't necessarily want to move into a brand new house. I want to move into a house that's five years old. So someone else has already found all the problems in it. So there are some questions in there. Um, and, and again, I think, um, you know, Jeremy Sean had said something along the lines in the chat of, you know, the you, you're paying the market value, but it's better than what you've got. So the point is, is if you get quality, even if you overpay for it, you never regret spending a premium. Not ever. Think about it in your life. Have you ever bought something that you loved and said, you know, I paid too much for that? No. When it becomes too much is when it fails. Mm-hmm. It, that's that's when you worry about the cost. No one would have mentioned Russell Wilson's contract if he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. No one. It would it would it wouldn't have been a problem. So if Mike McGlinchey comes in and plays well, you're not worried about his contract at all. Yeah, it's when they start to not. It, it's so it's it's still always about the level of play, not necessarily the money. And hopefully, yeah. you're paying a premium to get quality to get quality in those two positions. Yeah, without talking about pre paying a premium, Laura saying Nikki, get what you pay for. <laughs> well, Chad bought me my computer and then I paid for it myself, but he picked it out and sent it to me in September 2019. So uh hopefully Scott, yeah, Scott's got this uh next one for me here coming in here. So I think Chad was just looking for something. I kid you not, my other computer I got in tw- 2008 and I had it until 2019, and it was held together by duct tape uh at the very end. So <laughs> no joke. <laughs> well, they put all I- I've told I've Talking to these guys behind the scene, they've put all of the money. I used to get a new computer every two years, like clockwork, every two years. Um, I had my last one for like eight years because they've put all the money in processing, the upgrades in processing and GPU and cameras into these things. This mm-hmm. is where all the advancement is gone. So, you know, they've, they kind of hit, hit peak processor. Anyway, we can talk about that stuff later. The fact is, is Nick's getting a computer that is literally 10 times more powerful than what he's got now. And it should be here next week. Thank God. Uh, talking about more, bucks, you know, so yeah. like, again, you, you want to talk cars, computers. I'm your guy. I don't know anything about football. If you want to find a curated trail uh, for hiking or backpacking, I'm your guy too. Uh, it was my wife's birthday yesterday and I surprised her with uh, permits to do the uh, high Sierra trail, which is a 75 mile trail. We're going to be, Starting and we're going to climb the West Divide down in the uh, High Sierras in California and end by summiting Mount Whitney. So that's going to be pretty amazing. The end of August. So there, there you go, Scott. I'm going to be gone the end of August. Good luck to you. Uh, but Tyler Brooks, Broncos versus Soup Falcon Super Bowl rematch on the way. That would be pretty fun. Rematch. They, I don't remember them playing. Ha ha ha. Well, I can I can send you some highlights there, Scott, on my new. I computer. was I was 25 in '98, and um. So I would have been 26 because my birthday is January 3rd. So, you know, if I don't ever have to think how old was I when that happened, it's just whatever year it was. Um, So you would have played that in 1999. At the time, I said, basically, our entire goal as an Atlanta Falcons fan in our existence has been not to be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. It's like we made it 364 days that year. And then Eugene Robinson, our Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, goes out and gets arrested for solicitation the night before the game. And then you get blown out because everybody's been out partying in Miami. Nice. Nice. That was such a good team, too, though. I, I would have – that would have been such an epic game. You know, I, you know, talking about the 
I feel cheated again. I'm, I'm that one's getting blown up by Chiefs fans on my Facebook page because I felt like the ending cheated us all, including Chiefs fans. I felt cheated out of that game. It would have been such a great game if the Falcons had bothered to show up. I'm not saying they would have won by any stretch, but that Falcons team was freaking good. They were top five in offense and defense that year, maybe six. And just hey, we're what are we doing here? Yeah, it, <laughs> fourteen I mean, and two. I mean, they weren't a fluke. They were I, good. Yeah, you I don't want to age you for that game. I don't want to age you at all. I don't want to say how young I was during that uh, <laughs> Super Bowl thirty three, but I do remember it. I remember watching it on VHS tapes. You know, staying home from a uh, uh, summer vacation. But Lawrence, Scott, go ahead. I'm freezing here. Yeah, I know. Lawrence comes in. Thank you, Lawrence. He says you guys kick butt. Been busy with life, but much love, Broncos fans. You know, priorities, dude. So yeah. you take care of yours. We'll be here. We'll be here when you come back. So certainly appreciate it. Uh, so we probably should get into the main topic here, uh, Scott. So a lot of rumors circling. We've heard it now. Uh, first, it was a lot of Cortland Sutton talk. First person to really throw that name out there was Lindsey Joan of the Athletics. I scooped that on a athletic interview and I wrote it up and it was like, what? Nobody's saying this. I'm like, here's the link. You can take it up with Lindsey Jones, who is a phenomenal NFL reporter. I've been doing it for years. Um, nothing but respect for her, but not to dump it on her. But, you know, she she said it out there. So I wrote it up. And then you had uh, Barry, um, longtime fantasy guy, to talk about 30 things he heard from the NFL Combine, and Cortland Sutton's name was one of those bullet points on there about being shopped. Now you have uh, Albright's been banging that drum now for a couple weeks, uh, and uh, Mike Garofalo has mentioned it now, a couple other NFL reporters. So there's a lot out there, uh, more than smoke, about the Broncos shopping, listening to offers for Cortland Sutton. I feel like it's gone from we're listening to we are full on shopping though. It really feels like the Broncos are pushing for this change. I don't know if it's about salary cap or creating salary cap room. I don't know if it's about adding uh, additional picks for the draft, but it feel, I feel like it's gone from, yeah, maybe we would to we want to move on from these guys. And that's just, that, that's just a gut feeling I have. And, and like I said, I just feel like with, with Sutton, just because of the contract and because it would be so much more beneficial to move on from him next year, that if you want to move on for him, it's it's a it's two words that we've talked about a lot with some of these guys. You may have gotten a like for like for Zach Allen and Draymond Jones. You may not get an equivalent player back for Cortland Sutton. So what are you looking for here? Culture change. It's cult. It's culture change. That's what you're looking at if you're moving on from Cortland Sutton for one reason or another. If he doesn't want to be there, or they're not sold on the way he has conducting himself in the Valley. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me at all for this year because he's better than a third-round pick and you don't get enough money back in free agency in order to do something to get an equivalent player. He's better than that. So something is up. If you are shopping him, we'll see. I just... If they say, okay, if you trade Cortland Sutton for a third-round pick, I'm going to be disappointed. I, I will be. I just don't think you – I think you're much better off with Cortland Sutton for one more year to see what happens. And that's for me as a football outsider here, as a Broncos outsider looking in, I don't know what's going on in that locker room. If he is causing a problem for one reason or another, and I'm not saying he is, then that changes the dynamic. I want out. I want to move. Okay, well, that changes the dynamic completely, and that's the only thing that makes sense to me, Nick. Everything that I understand, and again, I'm not in that locker room, but I do have people that I talk with that are in that mm -hmm. locker room, uh, is that Cortland Sutton is an A-plus character, well-spoken, intelligent person, and not a problem in any way. The only thing from a interpersonal 
And this is just me speculating. I want to add that in there. But the only thing I can think of from an interpersonal thing is that maybe he just doesn't have that like bite to him. Like maybe he's too nice almost for that. What you're going for on the offensive side. Cause they're looking for butt kickers out there. Like they signed mean dudes uh, this off season, you know, real just physical players and Sutton can be physical, but I always feel like, you know, he's just, he's kind of a nice guy uh, out there as well. So, and they talking, they keep hyping up Tim Patrick, Tim Patrick plays mean out there. And I just don't, <laughs> and Jerry think- Junior, we know is kind of, I mean, he, He's got a little bit of an edge to him too. You know, he's he's got yeah. that little man's disease where he's like the chihuahua out there barking at, you know, 190 pounds, but he's out there, you know, stirring it up. I don't care. That's fine. Sutton can be a three. Well, we're paying too much for a three, but you don't get the money back. Yeah. That's my point is it's mm. one more year for, for Sutton. And then you can really get the benefits. And and if you're talking about, okay, he didn't have a great year. He, had a, he didn't have a bad year either. He was an 800 yard wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Is he, and that's missing the middle part of the year where he disappeared. You know, he was on pace. I think he had 360 yards in the first four games or something. And then all of a sudden it just disappears. So yeah. I, again, I'll, I'll, I'll say it 20 times, then I'll stop one more year for Court and Sutton, unless you can get something better than a third. I'm at this point, I'm in the, uh, what's the, bargaining process of grieving for that one because i feel like i'm like before i was like oh you needed probably a top 60 pick now i'm in like top 75 top 80 because i'm hearing an assortment of day three picks which is like uh, what um and we have fallen angels coming in here saying trade sutton for a center you don't typically see a player for player trade just how the contracts kind of offset but trading sutton could create cap space where that then you could pay for a center so in which way that could go or um, move up enough where you could get one of the top two or three centers in the draft and yes. if I had John Michael Schmitz, if I had Joe Tipman, Steve Avila, um, Avila, maybe if I had who's the Ohio State guy, I think you like Luke, Luke Whipler. Yep. Um, one of those three guys, those guys could be plug and plays, but it's, it's going to take a above a 50 to get one of those guys, Nick. Oh, they're not all going to go above 50. I would be shocked. Uh, if that was the case, I bet so you one, one of those them, guys, one of them should be available at, at, at 50. But again, that's second round. Yeah, I don't, I'm not giving this guy up for a third. I'm not. Yeah, if if the third you got, you could then probably package both of your thirds to move up for a player that you identify. I would be against that personally. I think that you're there's the we've talked about on here before the bias of over you're oversure about your own analysis where it's better to take those two picks, you know, ten picks later than one pick earlier. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, we'll see how it plays out with uh, Cortland Sutton. They keep they. Keep, People in the Broncos, I'm not saying they're wrong, but I keep seeing the narrative push that like, oh, you already have Tim Patrick here. It's redundancy. Well, we saw the injuries happen. Redundancy is not bad if they're good players. You need, right? you need all the redundancy you can get if you're the Denver Broncos right now until you prove that these guys, you're you're hoping that that it's Ben, it's Lowry, Ben Lowry, um, and, and his staff can come in and, and Dalrymple can come in and wipe away some of the missed games with injury. But there's no guarantee what you're going to get back from Tim Patrick. We saw it took a year for Cortland Sutton for a, a skilled player. It's typically 18 months before you are truly 100%. You don't have to be 100% to be out there and play, but I don't know if we're going to go out there and bully a bunch of guys. Maybe I don't need as many wide receivers, you know, it's is, is part of it. You know, you're going to go out there and run 53% of the time. Like, like, you know, the Ravens or the Falcons or somebody like that, then maybe I don't need the receivers, but I need at least three for God's sakes. Yeah. And that's the other thing uh, with uh, this conversation is that maybe the Broncos are looking to de-emphasize how they're spending 
on the wide receiver position and instead looking to play matchup football. I think Sean Payton, I mean, with the way they've invested in the run game, maybe he believes that as long, I can do, as long as I can out talent people in the run game, I can out scheme people in the pass game. You get me smart guys, uh, guys who have specific skill sets that I'm not paying as much for. And uh, I can use my scheme, my matchup style scheme and uh, get them open where I'm not having to pay as much uh, for the talent at the wide receiver. So we'll see how it plays out. I know they keep emphasizing speed. They keep talking about Tim Patrick being redundant or Cortland Sutton being redundant with Tim Patrick. So we'll see how it plays out. I think if the Broncos do trade a Cortland Sutton or a Jerry Judy, they turn around and trade a lower pick to bring in Brandon cooks. Uh, cause they keep talking about speed. He's on the market There's They've been making, you know, goo goo eyes, you know, batting their lashes at each other through social media. It seems like, so, uh, that's something you could see as well. Gatorade gaming coming in saying, do the saints ever have three really good wide receivers? The thing is they had good weapons, but they weren't necessarily wide receivers, right? You had the Jimmy Graham, you had Marcus Colston, you had Michael Thomas for a number of years, Alvin Kamara, Darren Sproles. I mean, they, they were able to find weapons, but it never was like an onslaught of wide receiver talent. Well, and, and the my point would probably be most teams, very few teams ever have three really good wide receivers. Yeah. Most of them would have maybe a true number one, um, you know, and then another good one. And then and then role playing guys that rotate in and out year to year that you're paying because this guy had a good year and he's going to get too much to be a three again. But what they did have was, again, they use their backs incredibly well. You know, Alvin Kamara was leading the team in reception several times. And Michael Thomas was one of the best two or three wide receivers for a couple of years in, in the NFL. Um, and what did he have in, in 2019? Let me scroll back one year here for the Saints previous season. In 2019, Michael Thomas rushing and receiving, receiving yards. He, he had 17, 25 yards. You know, that that's two receivers <laughs> for the Broncos right now. So they had Michael Thomas, backs, tight ends, and lots of people. Most people don't have three really good wide receivers. Most don't. Yeah. But the Broncos don't have a Michael Thomas right now either. They don't have the offensive weapons. And if Sutton can be a plus wide receiver, again, you're, you can't just give him up for a third-round pick because you don't get the benefits from moving him other than the third-round pick. It's more beneficial next year, next year, one more year. I agree. It's same conversation with Garrett Bowles. Also, uh, the contract with him, maybe you could salvage him and play better and then move on from him. But uh, we'll see. God, there's so much smoke. And then talking about uh, Jerry Judy as well. Uh, the one thing I come into, so the Broncos, I saw it in the chat earlier. We haven't talked about it at all, but the Broncos apparently were very aggressively pursuing Alan Lazard who ends up picking the Jets instead. But Alan Lazard, a little bit of an inside-outside wide receiver, a tweener uh, somewhat, because he's kind of got a big tight end or a small tight end body, big wide receiver body. And that dude is a butt kicker as a blocker. Um, I'm not going to cuss again on here, but he's physical. And if you want to run out of 11 personnel, he's somebody who can, you know, take on a linebacker at that second level and, you know, more than just get in the way. And that's something where, okay, moving on from, Judy specifically, what's every single move the Broncos have made on the offensive side of the ball pointed to? Physicality and blocking and tenacity in the run game. Judy doesn't bring that. It's been one of the big reasons that I was against him from playing the slot because he's, you know, Olay against some of those guys trying to block and get in the way uh, for that level. But uh, you have a point, Scott. Go ahead. Yeah, you know what I do like, though, is we talk about the cycle of this going through, okay? And having his skill set when a team has to go big to load up against my power and having his skill set would change the direction. 
that's a nice weapon to have out there. You know, if, if I'm going to run it at you and you're going to have to go big to stop me, now I've got one guy out there that you can't catch. You know, that's a, a nice, diverse attack. He's got a skill set out there at wide receiver that, that you he's the only one that brings that skill set mm-hmm. um, for me. But Fantasy Football Garage asks a great question. Is there any excitement for Greg Dulcich in year two or Albert O? Definitely more Greg Dulcich than Albert O. There's hope for Albert O that he can be better. But even in his breakout game, he really looked like he was struggling to catch the ball. He just got schemed wide open and he's big and fast. He just, he, it's strange because he was really productive in at Missouri, but he just, he looked uncomfortable out there and he's not a great blocker. And we've just got done talking about having these more powerful, more mean guys that aren't going to get bullied out there. So you bring in a guy like man hurts. I think that's where you're going to miss Albert O is Manhurts is going to take his spots, but Greg Dulcich could be a star in this offense. Absolutely could be a star. There should be very big excitement for Greg Dulcich. And it wouldn't totally surprise me. if He's one of your top two leading receivers, either in catches or yards next year. Scott, are you a poker player at all? You ever play poker? Uh, I'm, I'm not because I'm too honest. Okay. I don't have the patience. I'll play two. And I'm unlucky. I I can't do it. When I win is in game in high lows. Okay. If I can win by having the worst hand, that's when I win. Okay. All right. I feel that. Uh, So Alberto Cuevenon on the field is the equivalent of playing, you know, classic five card poker. And you are showing two of your cards to the opponents the whole time. Uh, I think last year in the first like four games, the Broncos were like, 100% 100% passing when Albert Okwebenon was on the field. And you don't know what the play design is going to be. So it's not, you know, fully showing your hand. It's not like you're letting somebody in the huddle and they know the designer. You're sh- they're screen peeking and Madden and see which play you pick. But uh, he's a, he's a, not a tendency breaker, but he's a giveaway uh, out there for your offensive scheme, at least last season, because he was that bad as a run blocker. They, they said, you know what? We would rather them know that we're going to pass the ball with him on the field than have him even run block because it's an automatic L. So I don't know about, uh, the likes of uh, Albert Okwaven on making this team. I guess there's a chance he could break out because he's still here, right? And then as much as anybody on the roster right now, just like uh, KJ Hamler could break out because he's still here. Uh, but I would, to me, he's somebody who doesn't factor at all in how I envision this team. And if you get anything from him, got to play this one back and make me look like a fool because uh, I would be ecstatic for him. I don't think he's a bad sure. dude or anything. I'm, I'm pulling for him, but I don't know if uh, that, that would happen. Yeah, it's I'd love to love to be wrong on these guys. Yes. That's that's fine. I mean, that'd be um, great. No problem there. Uh, Lou one hundred and one says, "I'm not surprised Sutton lost some motivation last season when there were games where he was getting two or three targets all game." You can basically just take that first sentence and switch in any first part of that sentence and just switch in anybody's name on offense. I'm not surprised. Blank lost motivation last year because it was such a freaking disaster. Across the board on offense, who's in charge? This guy's up here, you know, smiling and saying we got to do better. And this guy's up here smiling and say we got to protect Russ. And it was, we don't even know what's going on in the background, but some of the stuff you hear is just ridiculous. I'm not surprised anyone lost the motivation last year on offense. I'm surprised the defense played as well as they did for as long as they did, considering how historically bad and dysfunctional the offense was. It's one of the reasons Ajiro Evero was seen as such a hot candidate last year was because of what a disaster the other side of the ball was, which included your head coach. So, Lou, I agree with you 100%, but put in anybody's name. I'm willing to give Sutton – I'm willing to give them all a free pass on 
well, he didn't look like he was giving his all. I know, I know they're professionals. I know, don't get me wrong. They're getting paid to give it their best. But this is such a fine margins game. If you're at 100%, if you're at 98%, you can tell a difference. It, it is, there's such a fine margin between the home crowd being behind you and having the momentum and going on the road. There's just fine margins. And if you lose a little bit of that during the course of the season because you've lost belief in your coach and your coaching staff, it's visible. And and I'm I'm willing to give these guys a pass for last year, Lou. Yeah. We got need a lot of fo- more football on Pro Saturday saying talk about the Bills. Then everybody talking about the Bills. Like, why are you talking about the Bills? It's a Broncos show. I will say need a lot. If you give a super chat, we will talk about the Bills on here, even though it's a Broncos show. Uh, but uh Wednesdays. Yeah, but, you know, he asked, he asked is, is Judy good? Bills can give you a third. Sure. And or we'll just trade Judy for Allen straight up. I mean, come on, let's be serious. You're not getting a third for Judy. Yeah, no, I think you're probably talking about the Bills' first round pick uh, if you're doing that, because considering how late it is, Broncos are probably looking for a pick in that 20 to 35 range, I think is what you're expecting for Jerry Judy. And Judy's a very good player. He's a niche player, though. He's an amazing route runner, uh, good yak in terms of making guys miss, uh, can good be good off the line of scrimmage, can be good vertical, really wiry. Um, I Somebody said, why can't Jerry Judy play the Michael Thomas role? Michael Thomas was like 70% in his career in contested catches and Jerry Judy's like 35% uh, in contested catches in his career, just totally different skill set. Now, part of that, there are variables that feed into that. Judy is so good at getting open that there are less contested catch opportunities for him. Broncos have had a ball in tight windows. So yeah. Michael Thomas in my scouting career. And I think I've told him this because he was out in California when I was out in California. So we met a bunch of times. He was a six foot four, seven, Keyshawn Johnson's nephew is the only reason anybody's paying attention to him wide receiver. He was no. I, so when I think of who did I miss on, on guys that I didn't think were going to be anybody that did that I really knew about Michael Thomas fit that bill. He goes to fork union for, uh, for a, a year, a post-grad year and he grows four inches and puts on 25 pounds at 18 years old, man. I was full. I was full height at 15. Uh, and he became a beast. So he learned, he, you know, he learned how to play. He was a good receiver, a good high school receiver at six foot. And then all of a sudden he's six foot four, 225 pounds with all of that same guile that he had to have in order to get. So Michael Thomas was, was a different, a different type of guy. The closest one you have to that would be a Sutton or a Patrick, but Michael Thomas is bigger and stronger. He's, he's a different guy. I mean, he had 1800 yards receiving. He's, he's, he's pretty special, pretty special to us. In uh, in our hearts, near and dear to our hearts, is uh, is Ethan, the DWI guys coming in from across the pond. He says, "Great show, gents and Broncos country. That's all of y'all who helped make this this show so much fun to do." Thoughts: If both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are traded, Ooh, what if they got rid of both of them? Nick, we're running There's a been- wishbone, dude. You better bring in some more running backs. If that happens, uh, you are trading for, I think you're trading for Brandon Cooks. You're probably signing somebody and you're drafting somebody early. Uh, you're you're going to completely revamp the room in that case. Uh, you look at Sean Payton's last few years in New Orleans, they really didn't have a lot of wide receiver talent out there on the boundary. You had Michael Thomas, but after that, it was like Marquez Calloway out there and a bunch of names that you know really didn't stand out. They are getting by with the, uh, the dominant trenches getting the running back and the tight end involved and then speed receiver in a slot working through the slot. So I can see it happening. Uh, honest to God, it seems like there's some smoke there for that. You could completely reset the room. Broncos already look like they're trying to almost reshape the offense overnight. The only piece that they for sure can't do it overnight is the quarterback given the contract, but he might be one year off of that. So 
it could happen. It, you'd have to bring in talent elsewhere. A uh, name that keeps being brought to, I think we need to keep an eye on for the Broncos is Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati in the draft. He's a name that's been thrown around multiple times. Uh, so watch out for him. If you want to go check out some fun highlights, you can watch Tyler Scott. He did some fun stuff two years ago with Desmond Ritter. I'm sure if you guys watched Desmond Ritter last year, you noticed Tyler Scott. Uh, but uh, it could happen uh, for the Broncos trade in Judy and Sutton. Uh, looking to revamp the room, looking to change the dynamic and culture and just a bunch of different people in that offensive room too, different voices. And that's again, culture change. If that happens, that's what it's all about. That's a, I said one year and a, and a nuke button. Okay. We didn't last one year. We lasted one off season and a nuke button. Really? I mean, you're, you're really changing the offensive line. I mean, the, 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 the offense period, if you're yeah. doing that. So, Oh God, that would be shocking to me. <laughs> that would be shocking to me. Um, looking at the, you know, the New Orleans Saints, again, we talk about Michael Thomas. We've talked about him being just a different guy, but I, I scroll back to 2018 Saints, Michael Thomas, 125 catches, Alvin Kamara running back 81 catches next in line, Ben Watson tight end 35 catches. So, and they threw for 4,000 yards that year. They're not about, again, I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. The running backs and tight ends play such a role in a Sean Payton offense with Drew Brees at the helm that it's it's a lot of short passing and then a top a big shot with a guy down the down the line. Does Cortland Sutton fit that bill? The underneath stuff with Jerry Judy, Greg Dulcich could be a star in this offense. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I said that last year, and boy, did I eat those words. I have a lot more faith in Sean Payton than I than my blind faith in what Russell Wilson and uh, Nathaniel Hackett would accomplish together. Yeah. And I don't know if it's me just changing over time, uh, or, you know, just the game and where the game is at right now. I'm looking for market deficiencies to take advantage of, or this, even this, the Sean Payton offense, but let's say the Broncos do trade, uh, Jerry, Judy and Cortland Sutton, they get a pick early. I know we're still looking for center Scott, uh, but let's say they're picking, they get the equivalent of the 35th overall pick, uh, somehow in some way. I am very interested in Jimmy or Gibbs. Uh, for this offense with Sean Payton. If you haven't watched him yet, he's a little bit wiry, but he is an unbelievable pass catcher out of the backfield, can line up in the slot, uh, can do stuff behind the line of scrimmage after the catch, or can be flexed out and used vertically, horizontally. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, Alabama, transferred from Georgia Tech. He was their number one ball carrier in Alabama last season in terms of touches, uh, and he would be unbelievable. I think if you're looking for somebody to funnel targets to from the running back position, Bijan Robinson's your classic, you know, number one can do everything mm -hmm. should go before Gibbs, but Gibbs is a niche player that in this offense, I think would be unbelievable. Uh, I, he's like the ideal target to cherry on top. And again, it's a running back, but taking a running back early second round where you're not burning that fifth round option on them. You're essentially using the tag on that, which is what teams are doing anyway. That's the area the elite running back should go, in right. my opinion, with how the the draft is set up right now. So yeah, you got you got five years plus a double tag, and you're under fifteen million. If he ends up being that guy, he'd be yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll see I, though, because yeah. Gatorade Gaming comes and he says Albright says we we got to get out of here, y'all. We're yeah. we're over yeah. an hour already, so we got just a minute or two. If you got any last minute burning questions, Albright says not to be surprised if Court and Judy both get traded. Well. Sorry, I can't help it. I, I, it's, it'd be a reaction. If they both get traded, I'll still be surprised. Even though I've been warned, I'll yeah. still be surprised. I'm still surprised when these quarterbacks are getting 40 plus million dollars on, on every new contract. And yeah. it keeps happening. So maybe I should stop being surprised. But if they both go, I will be surprised. Flat out. 
Yeah, and I'm surprised that we have a coherent show when I'm waking up after Daylight Savings Time at uh, 6.30 and 6 a.m. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Michael coming in, great show. Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and buck them. Fuck you too. Uh, we got to get on out of here before the internet or my computer crashes. But uh, hopefully the last show with this. I'll have to bother chat again about that. But uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. Scott is at uh, Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod as well as at Mile High Huddle over on Twitter. If you haven't done so yet, join us on Facebook. Um, big lot of Facebook community on there. We stream out the Facebook. You guys can join us on Facebook if you're on YouTube or just look for content. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and Facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Also on the Instagram, guys, we're uh, not tick. Are we are, are we on TikTok? We are. We, we are, are TikTok too. God, I don't even know. It's, it's probably mile high huddle underscore or something along those lines, yeah. but we are on TikTok as well. <sighs> Man, China's taking our data. Uh, they want, they want all our Broncos mile high huddle is everywhere. We are. Yeah, we had Perth, Australia today. Ethan across the pond. Um, Ecuador. Ecuador. Yeah, coming in. It's great. Cambodia. Uh, I think. Did we see Peter in here? I didn't see I Peter today. I haven't seen Peter in, in a I second. I saw I Peter. We haven't seen Peter in a while, but I think I saw Peter. So that's Cambodia. Yeah. But the Love Instagram, it. mile underscore high underscore huddle. If you haven't done so yet, follow us on Apple Podcasts. I saw the one yesterday. Nick needs internet fix. It's not the internet. It's the computer. But uh, appreciate all the uh, five stars coming in with the the digs. You can dig at me. I don't care as long as it's five stars. We'll do that. Um, we appreciate that. And as the ticker says underneath there, if you're joining us on YouTube today, please subscribe, like, and share uh, over on YouTube. Hit that bell icon so that way you know when we go live. Scott and I are pretty consistent, you know, five-minute air bar there. But sometimes things happen, so uh, make sure you have that bell so that way you know when we go live. If not, though, you can join anyway. The chat's already made. You guys can come in and ask your questions. I like to say hello to you people. Uh, so appreciate you, Scott. Uh, any plan? <laughs> you people. All of you people. Oh, yeah. Uh, but all y'all, the folks. Folks is a great word. Uh, but uh, Scott, plans weekend? What's going on? Are you trying to catch up from all the free agency craziness? Oh, no. It's going to be lots of kids sports. You know how it goes. Oh, so yeah, it's sure. going to be cold. So we got a, I got a, a 9 a.m. baseball game with an 8 o'clock show up time, which means we got to leave about 7. And it's supposed to be in the 20s, maybe. Mm -hmm. Baseball's no fun in 30-degree weather. Soccer at 1. And then back to baseball at 5. And that's just the boy. The girls got a doubleheader on Sunday and a game on Saturday. So it's it'll be fun. It'll keep up with this. And I always say I'm I'm only this far away from my office anyway. So uh, you need that so that way Nick's, Nick can send you tweets that are relevant to Falcons and Broncos. Uh, constantly <laughs> your DMs buzzing. Who is it? Oh, it's just Nick. You cheating on me? No, Nick's just tweeting me. Um, but uh, <laughs> we appreciate khakis. you guys coming. What's you wearing? Khakis. Yeah, no, it's sweatpants. For sure, sweatpants. Um, well, I get it, the reference there. But thank you guys so much. Um, hope you're doing well. Heath Holmes, checking in while you're late. Uh, curious to think about Lamar's contract. He wanted more guaranteed. Um, so that's pretty much it. But we got to get going. If you guys need anything else, you have any other questions, hit us up on Twitter. Daniel joined us with a big super today as well over uh, stars on Facebook. So thank you, Daniel. Thanks, everybody. Ethan coming in. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, continue to choose kindness and compassion. Maybe the Broncos have some more moves in them. We'll see. But until then, go Broncos and buck them. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.